Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. Our scripture lesson comes from Jeremiah chapter 29. These are the words of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the remaining elders among the exiles and to the priests, the prophets, and all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had taken into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jeconiah and the Queen Mother, the court officials, the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the Artesians and the Smiths had departed from Jerusalem. The letter was sent by the hand of Elisar, son of Shaphan, and Jeremiah, son of Hilkiah, whom King Zedekiah of Judah sent to Babylon to King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. It said, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all the exiles whom I have sent into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and live in them. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Take wives and have sons and daughters. Take wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage that they may bear sons and daughters. Multiply there and do not decrease. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf for in its welfare you will find your welfare. So my soul longs after you. You alone are my heart's desire, and I long to worship you. You alone are my strength, my shield. To you alone may my spirit yield. You alone are desire and I long to worship you. When someone asks me where I'm from, I usually respond, well, I live in the suburbs of Atlanta, but I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Now, I haven't lived in Pittsburgh for 15 years, but it is such a core part of who I am that I can't help but include it. When we hear this passage from Jeremiah today, Jeremiah is sharing a message with people whose entire identity is rooted in where they are from, in this land of Judah and the city of Jerusalem. They were a people who knew who they were because they lived in the land God had promised to their ancestors, to Abraham and to Moses. They built a temple in Jerusalem where they knew God resided and where they could come to worship God and to understand themselves as God's chosen people, God's beloved. They built homes and raised children, surrounded by reminders of their collective history and God's covenant with them, where they shared faith and culture rooted in that land and that covenant, 
and it told them all they needed to know about who they were and how they should live. While Jeremiah's audience is, has an identity rooted in that place, they are not living there now. After years of conflict and battles, the Babylonians invaded Jerusalem and took over the land, destroying the temple, killing people, shattering ordinary ways of life, and ultimately sending many of the Israelites off to live in Babylon as exiles. Ripped away from the place that made and sustained them, the exiles lost everything that made them who they were. They lost neighbors and friends and even family. They lost traditions and familiar places. They lost daily life and normalcy. They lost the temple, the place they used to go to, to worship God. They no longer have a place to go. Overwhelming amounts of death, destruction, and upheaval have left the exiles in a state where they are strangers and everything has changed. Their dreams and plans have unraveled. The message we hear from Jeremiah that was given to these exiles was probably a shock to the exiles. In the face of having lost so many things, they listened to false prophets, promising a return to Jerusalem in the near future, giving them the easy answer they wanted. And Jeremiah refutes that. He says, the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel has sent a message to build houses in Babylon and live in them, plant gardens and eat the food you grow there, get married and have children, and let them grow up and get married and have more children here. Let the dream of the past unravel, turn away the false prophets who are telling you to hope for a return to Jerusalem soon, because you are not going back now. Yearning for that past will only drain the exiles of the life they have left. And they have life left. They have survived, and God does not want them to wither and die in this strange new place. God wants them to look around and build a new life where they are. God wants them to work for the welfare of this new place and the people who seem like strangers in it, because this is where the exile's welfare is found too. God wants them to thrive and help the life around them thrive as well. They are loved by God in this strange new state, and they can live a new life filled with that love when they let the old unraveled dreams go and be made into something new. We can see some connections to what the exiles faced in our life in 2020. Death from COVID-19 looms over us in staggering numbers in our country. We are distanced from family and friends and even next door neighbors. Our lives have been uprooted as school and work moved online at home and our daily routines and habits have changed. We've lost space to have coherent thoughts. Traditions have been delayed and sometimes canceled. We can no longer go to the place where we have gone before to worship God. 
Like the exiles, we are collectively in a season of life where our lives and identity have been disrupted and it can seem like everything has changed and all of our dreams and plans have unraveled. As we seek God in the midst of this unraveling, like the exiles did long ago, God's message sent through Jeremiah continues to give us direction today. Our call is not to hold tight to false prophets and to hope that we'll be back to normal tomorrow or next week, or to spend our energy trying to force our way back to what we had before. We are called to know who we are as beloved children of God, to remember that God is faithful to us no matter where we are and what our situation, and to make the best life possible where we are today. If we spend our energy trying to recreate life as it was before and church as it was before, it will drain us and we will miss out on the chance to grow and thrive in a new landscape. God's word and story is one of new life after death and telling the exiles and us now that we can embrace a new world that we find ourselves in and create a good and faithful life here. We have done that in a lot of ways in the last few months, planted and grown new life as we stepped up to call others on the phone regularly, sending mail, letters, and postcards. We transitioned to online worship and giving. We've added sermon by phone and weekly mailings to those who don't have access to online resources. We've moved Sunday school and Bible studies and small groups and even youth group to Zoom. We've participated in virtual VBS and drive through parades and prayer stations, connected and shared resources on Facebook and Instagram, donated money and canned food items and our time to local food pantries to help those whose welfare has not been taken care of in the midst of the pandemic. We have built new life, home and growth and thriving and looked out for the welfare of our community. We're not done yet though. We are in a new place and we must continue embracing new life here as time continues on. A new school year is on the horizon for many and it will be nothing like school has been before. Teachers, students, and parents are preparing some for a new round of online school at home, others to head back into school buildings wearing masks and being distanced from other people with limited interaction with other groups in the building. Even the families who have homeschooled before the pandemic and continue to do so are facing some changes as resources and communities shift. Anxiety is running high for many people. With the usual back-to-school worries like having friends in your class and being able to handle schoolwork are compounded by all of the other struggles of life in the time of COVID. So our faith community is called to help our teachers and students and parents grow and thrive in this new place, to bloom wherever we are planted this school year, this evening, we'll bless students, school staff, and parents as they return or prepare to return to school in all of these different forms with a back-to-school drive-through blessing in our church parking lot. 
we will pray and share new hopes and dreams for ways we can thrive in the year ahead. We will hear from our pastor and be reminded of God's love for us. And I know that even those of you who aren't facing the anxiety of a new school year will continue to pray for encouraging our students, parents, and staff to grow and thrive in this new situation. God calls us to life and to life abundant, even in what seems like devastating and identity-shattering circumstances. So heed the words of Jeremiah, build, plant, grow, live, and work for the welfare of everyone around you. Build a new, beautiful life, accepting where we are and sustaining our new life with the love of God that flows through us and into each other. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.